You're listening to Not The Stock Response, an investment podcast like no other. Perhaps for good reason. And to keep the lawyers happy, this is not formal financial advice. Hello and welcome to a very sporty, very Christmassy episode of Not The Stock Response. Uh, it's a bit of a squeeze in the studio here today as I'm joined by one of Lathe & Co's founding directors, Alistair Fullerton, and all six foot eleven of Will Carrick-Smith, uh, aka The Tree, who joined Lathe & Co last year following his departure from professional rugby. Good to have you on the Pop Pop Pod, gents. Pleasure. Good to be here. Let's uh, get down to the important questions straight off the bat then. Will, were you the tallest player in the Premiership? Um, I, I did get the tallest player in the Premiership back in 2014 when I was at Exeter, but um, unfortunately I wasn't the tallest all time. Uh, so there's a guy called Richard Metcalf, who was about seven foot one, who, who played for Scotland, um, but somehow I managed to get a Guinness Book of Records out of it. You're still by far the tallest at Leighton Go, though. Well, <laughs> that's something. Now playing your rugby in the Championship, of course, Will, uh, at Richmond, and doing so alongside your work and exams at, at Leithen Co. That must be lots lot to pack in. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot to balance, uh, but Leithen Co. being really good in terms of making it work and finding that balance is essential. If you're going to make that transition from the world of professional sport to a more traditional nine-to-five type career. So making that transition, is it a case of close one book and open another, or actually are there more transferable skills there than people might think? Uh, good, good question. Skills, probably not. That There aren't many rugby balls being thrown around the office, but I think what I have found transferable is more around the values and mindset. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So last summer, a guy who used to play for Newcastle Falcons, Fred Burden, uh, he came down to Old Wits, my old boys club, to do a training session with us because he's a mate the skipper, basically. But he was wearing this T-shirt with a quote from Camus, the French philosopher, uh, which said, all I know about morality, I most surely know from football. Which, uh, as well as a shameless plug of my amateur rugby team, I also thought was quite an interesting take on sort of values uh, in sport and, and how far they extend beyond that. Yeah, 100%. So for my sins, I'm a Manchester United fan. And as you may remember a while back, we had the Ronaldo debacle where he stormed off down the tunnel and he was getting a lot of heat in the papers and social media because he basically didn't want to come on uh, off the bench. And now uh, I'm not here to dig him out. I get he's passionate. I get he's pissed off. But then when you contrast that with the values, the culture, and ultimately the behaviour of a team like the All Blacks, it paints a very stark picture. Sounds like there's a story there. Yeah, I think it was when France knocked New Zealand out of the 2007 quarterfinals quite unexpectedly. And as you probably expect, a lot of the big senior all-backs players, they probably want to get out of there, get on the bus and forget about that game. But two of the senior players at the time, I think it was Ali Williams and Rich McCaw, they stayed behind to sweep the sheds, as they call it. So on uh, values and, and culture, I know you did a bit of work end of last year at Lathe to articulate your values and, and that example you just mentioned um, from the book Legacy. Um, and the sort of All Blacks culture in general seems uh, from that body of work to have been a bit of a source of inspiration for you. Yeah, exactly. So after that work, we landed on nine key values or behaviours, really, um, that we felt described the kind of culture that we wanted to have at Lathe & Co and one that we wanted to continue to have as the team grows. And a few of those mantras are influenced directly or indirectly by that book. Sweep the sheds, which is one that we just touched on. That's a big one. And for us, what that means in practice is, are you willing to roll up your sleeves for the good of the team? Because in a winning team, there's no room for egos. There's no room for passengers. You either got to muck in or get gone. So uh, sweep the sheds. Uh, what are the others? There's blue heads on, which is another from the book that really resonated with us. Blue heads. Yeah. So keeping a blue head as opposed to having a red one. 
so in a rugby context, a classic example would be a silly quick tap from a from a nine um, instead of taking the three points, which is the obvious choice. That's not to say you don't need to make the quick decisions. Sometimes you do, and keeping a blue head is just about having that little look up, little pause for thought before you commit, and then rather than the automatic response. And and you'll notice the best players do that in the game. Yeah, and I think it's really applicable beyond rugby too. We talk a lot about the danger of emotional decision-making when it comes to finance and other walks of life. So blue heads was something we really wanted to instill across the team. And now we could have just slapped it all over the walls or something like that. But for us, values aren't just slogans or wall art. They're something you really have to live and breathe that guides the way you behave every day. Another mantra that came out of that piece that we did on culture was lead through action. So um, I guess with that in mind, we organized a series of workshops with the team to look at what blue head thinking really looks like in practice. And essentially, it comes down to finding the space between the trigger and the reaction and trying to increase that time as much as possible to clarify your decision making. And it's, and it's finding that little second where you pause to assess the situation, think about the outcome, and then make a calculated decision on what to do. And it allows me to get my breath back. <laughs> Okay, so we've got sweep the sheds, blue heads on, uh, and leads through action. Any others? I suppose the last one, which you could say is loosely inspired by the All Blacks, is to be proudly unfinished. And it's that's that desire, that hunger to always be in a learning environment and to always work that little bit harder and to give more. Yeah, and I, I think that's what really makes a difference. Um, if we're talking rugby, everybody knows those players that had the ability. Of course, you need the ability to get to the top of anything, but but the difference between those who do and those who don't usually comes down to the drive and the commitment. Um, I remember a few years back when I was at London Scottish, we did we did a training session with the Quinns boys, and uh, they had all, all their big guns out. And uh, as we were walking off to the sheds uh, after training, the majority of them stayed out to do do the extras, uh, do do the fitness, and uh, while we were just heading for the food in the clubhouse. Yeah, I hate those guys. Definitely back into the clubhouse, feeding a beer. Um, exactly, but uh, but it's that work rate, that work ethic, uh, the drive that more often than not, that's what makes the difference and, and that's why they're at the top. It's that uh, Gary Player quote, right? More I practice, the luckier I get. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for a bit of balance, we mentioned Ronaldo earlier on. My God, does that boy work hard. It's similar to Johnny Wilkinson back in his day. Uh, when everyone else used to leave the training back at Carrington in his first stint. There were stories of him just jogging around the perimeter, practicing his stepovers, his flicks and his tricks over and over and over again so that come Saturday afternoon, it looks like he's just got out of bed and could do that all day long. So it's a great lesson. If you want to do the, be the best, that's what it takes. And like I said, it's something we can all learn from. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, gents. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, until the next time, it's goodbye from Alistair. Goodbye. Goodbye from Will. Goodbye. And goodbye you from me. Don't sigh. There's a silver lining in the sky. Bonsoir, oh, king, cheerio, change, change.